This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Or per bushel. But Malaysian palm oil was down overnight and that did pressure soy oil. Declining crop projections out of South America were a supportive influence, with more export interest likely shifting to the U.S. The USDA announced a number of flash sales this morning with 340,000 tons of soybean business split between China, Mexico and other unknown destinations. Corn it is up as well. The May contract 40, 35 cents higher at 7.82 per bushel. Crude oil was up sharply overnight that contributed to the strength in corn due to its link to ethanol production. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday, March 4th. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz Warkenton. Start the new season with big savings like the ones you'll find during New Holland Dealer Days at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Take advantage of 0% financing and cash back offers and save big on reliable New Holland tractors, hay tools, and material handling equipment. And if you're ready to trade, come on in and get your best deal. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John and go big with preseason savings during Dealer Days. Customer participation subject to credit qualification and CNH Industrial Capital Canada limited approval. Standard terms, conditions, and other restrictions apply. Down payment may be required. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to another episode of the show. A little later on, we're going to be talking to Steve Torrey. Now, he's a Dawson Creek man who is trying to organize support and sponsors for refugees fleeing uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, As I said, he's in Dawson Creek, so we're going to talk a bit about what he's doing, why he decided to do it, and what uh, kind of help he needs from you if you're able to open your hearts and your home. So more on that a little later. But first, we like to check in with what's happening in the Northern Rockies Regional Municipality as often as we can. So for an update on things happening up there, we're joined now by the mayor of the NRRM, Gary Foster. Mayor Foster, welcome back to Moose Talks. Well, thanks very much, Dub. It's always good to be here and talk to you and bring some news of the north to the rest of the peace region so excellent and uh, i don't know if it's as foggy for you as it is here but it's uh we're, we're grateful you found your way through, through the fog to talk to us anyway so it's sunny and cold up here i think it's oh. minus 15 this morning dub so well there you, you know, go we're still in the north we're still in winter all right well we'll start with health care because this is a story we've been following for some time with you guys and of course uh, we've had a really uh, big update on this recently in that northern health sort of had uh, I, I guess reached out to some residents and maybe you guys in council to clarify sort of some of the situations and uh, decisions they've made recently about services in fort nelson um including moving lab tech services out of there to kind of Fort St. John for the moment anyway. I wanted your kind of uh, take on those explanations. Were you happy with them? Do you understand the situation? Yes, and, you know, we've been in constant contact with Northern Health. So the situation, Dub, is that two of our lab techs left the community. Uh, They 
went other places for family reasons, etc. cetera. Uh, but being a small community, when you lose two lab techs, it's a, it's a huge blow to the community. Mm-hmm. So Northern Health has really stepped up. They've tried to find us lab techs, but there's a shortage of lab techs, not just in the Northern Rockies, but across the north, across the province, and in fact, across the country, where... Um, there are not enough lab techs. I believe there was 100 positions available uh, throughout British Columbia that were unfilled because they didn't have enough qualified people. So uh, Northern Health has really stepped up, as I said. Uh, they've got an agency lab tech in our community now, uh, and they've created a position for a lab tech clerk here. Um, and uh, they have uh, put in a signing bonus of $10,000 to get a lab tech in our community. Uh, the Northern Rockies municipality has also been uh, active in um, hiring a recruiter to see if we can't find, can't assist Northern Health in recruiting to uh, the Northern Rockies some healthcare professionals. And there may be even an incentive package coming along from the municipality. So both Northern Health and the municipality are doing everything we can to alleviate this problem. Um, I did want to say, though, you know, even though I think we're all suffering from a shortage of nurses. I know Fort St. John is, and, and Dawson Creek hospitals have a chronic shortage of nurses. We actually are in a good position with nurses and with doctors in the Northern Rockies. Uh, it is currently lab techs and uh, and some imaging technologists that uh, we are having trouble recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear every once in a while about, uh, you know, frustration from some Fort Nelson residents, people even further away from Fort Nelson have to come here to have babies, for example, and get some things. Um, you did have an advocate working for you for the past year or so uh, in regards to kind of health care services. I think if I remember right, sort of his mandate, he kept saying was about helping to bridge that communication gap, perhaps between you and uh, and council and and the government of, of the municipality and northern health um i wanted to kind of get an update on that do you think that's panned out you certainly seem like it's in better spirits than maybe it was before you know i think one thing that mr blackie has identified is you know that the importance of a relationship between our council and northern health and mm-hmm. a good relationship with northern health is absolutely crucial and i think we've got a good relationship with northern health i know i do i talk to kathy Aldrich, the head of northern health from time to time and uh, angela de smith who's the head of the uh, health for the northeast and um, as i say we've got a good relationship there are always things we can do in healthcare, and we are always striving to provide better services to our citizens in any way the municipality can help. Well, we're right there with Northern Health. So, and I know Northern Health, uh, you know, uh, they get up in the morning looking for ways that they can improve healthcare services uh, for our community as well. So, uh, I think if everybody works together, we're going to find solutions to these problems, and that's important for our community. I think you've basically identified most of this question, but I just kind of wonder what's next then. Is is the advocate kind of done working with you for now, or is there still more to uh, come on that file and, uh, and, and, and working on that relationship with Northern Health? Well, our, our council would, so I think we've reached the end of the mandate for Mr. Blackie, but mm-hmm. I think we may be extending that for a, a short while into the future here okay. uh, if we think there's more valuable work for him to do. Um, 
there is a lot of things that are happening in healthcare here. So, for instance, um, uh, one of our doctors has had the initiative to um, start a CT scan fund mm-hmm. to uh, perhaps get a CT scanner into our community. Uh, and the Rotary Club has been instrumental in raising funds for that as well. And now Northern Health has come along and said they're going to work on a business case for this CT scanner. So I think this is proof that if the municipality, the community, uh, the doctors and Northern Health work together, we can improve outcomes for healthcare in the Northern Rockies. All right. Well, that's good news to hear that uh, that's working out. I want to move on to a bit about construction uh, and renovation in the municipality because, again, we've had some news about this recently, including some needed improvements to the fire hall in the public works building that was only discovered mm-hmm. really a couple of years ago in the foundation there. Can you tell us and uh, talk to us a bit about kind of the how desperate that situation was? And I believe you guys have uh, earmarked some money in the budget for that to start being renovated this year we have and uh, actually the good news story is we found that there was the deterioration of the foundation of the uh, fire hall in the public works building and on further investigation luckily it was not as catastrophic as it could have been so mm-hmm. um, we've hired a consultant an engineering firm who's looked at this we've earmarked funds for this and we may be getting some uh, provincial assistance to fix this as well so it has turned out to be a not as bad as we thought and b it's not going to be as costly for our taxpayers uh, as we thought so those are good news stories um, and the repairs are going to be made and and uh, we should be fine Okay, yeah, because I think the story I read, we'd heard uh, it may even happen this year that the external kind of parts taken care of with the internal part taking place next year. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, all right. We also uh, heard this story about the well in Toad River um, mm-hmm. and, and, and their sort of struggle with kind of getting clean water out of I guess it had been tainted in some way as i understand it can you kind of comment on that situation a bit and 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 what's going to happen next with that sure it's a it's a little bit convoluted but in toad river they had a well for their community center and Mm. um so in 2019 they identified that there was a problem with this well it wasn't producing much water and so the municipality did some uh, preliminary inspection work and found that this well was failing so as time passed, it was going to be a company up there that was uh, going to be drilling some wells and um, for local residents, and we could also join in and get a, a, a well redug for the community hall. Now, uh, Dub, this is uh, non. This is not potable water. You can't drink this water mm-hmm. um, without treating it. So, um, the flow to the community hall, I believe was about a half a half a gallon a minute so and the casing in that well was uh, was deteriorating so we got a new well drilled we got much more volume of water it is still not potable water uh, but there's uh, there's much more flow to the community center there so now we're going to be looking at next steps because what we'd ideally like to have is we'd like to have that flow but we'd like to have that as a source of drinking water uh, for that area but we have to do uh, some more studies some more looking at costs etc mm-hmm. and of course the municipality is always looking for funding from the province if they've got some uh, programs that they can assist us financially in this we'll look at that so this is still at the preliminary stage here where we've got the new well drilled 
we've got about six gallons per minute, which would be enough for that community hall and for us to have uh, like a water station where you can go fill up a jug. Uh, but, you know, it needs to be chlorinated. It needs to be um, have um, reverse osmosis, etc. So we're just looking at costs now. Um, and then those will come to council and we'll make a decision on where we go from there. Okay. What are the residents of uh, nearby and, and in Toad River kind of doing now for their water? Is is that the source and they have to, you know, get it kind of treated themselves or are they drilling their own wells? How's that working for them? Well, I believe some of them have their own wells, um, but I'm not sure of the, uh, the standard of the well water, whether it is drinkable or not. I know mm-hmm. the one at the community hall is not, but I can't speak for um, what their individual wells are in that the, the they have drilled. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's an issue for Toad River. It's also expensive, uh, you know, to provide drinking water mm-hmm. uh, for a small community. But we're going to look at it and we're going to access whatever funding we can. And we're going to provide uh, as much service to those people in those communities as we can. Was this something that residents identified as uh, as important to them, that they would like a source of drinking water that's provided to them, you know, th- through a well, like sort of communal, as you said, a water station? Or was this kind of an idea you guys had that, well, if we're going to do this, maybe we can look into making this as well? Well, there's the Toad River Advisory Committee up there, and they they uh, advise council on things that are affecting Toad River residents. So we have about 100 residents there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was something that was identified that might be a possibility for the community. So what we have done is said, well, we'd be glad to look into this and see what we can do. Um, there's been no promises made, but, you know, we're going to take a look at this and, and see what comes out of this. It depends on funding and it depends on the appetite around our council table for doing this mm-hmm. because it is not inexpensive. Um, but like I say, we always try to provide the maximum amount of service we can for our residents. All right. I do want to move on to your budget deliberations very quickly as we're running out of time. Um, But uh, you guys have had a budget presented to you. You're going to be voting on it kind of later in the spring and passing it uh, or not, I suppose. What are some of the kind of big ticket items that the municipality is kind of looking at funding this year? And uh, as I understand it, you guys are not going to be raising taxes or at least propose not to be raising taxes. So can you talk a bit about that? You bet. And Taxation is one of my favorites because this is one of the things that I think affects most of the people in our community. So for four years running, um, we have reduced the amount of taxation we need to run our municipality. Mm -hmm. That has dropped steadily each and every year. We have taxed less and less and less. And we've provided the same amount of service in the community uh, with less dollars, even despite inflation. And this year is no exception. So I'm pretty proud of the fact that we have uh, exercised restraint uh, and, and we've got that budget down. Uh, another thing that I'm very proud of is our asset management plan. So mm-hmm. from time to time in communities, there's big capital outlays that are required, like for a fire truck or for a large sewer improvement. Our municipality continually puts money away for these funds so that when those rolling stock, those pieces of equipment, those fire trucks wear out, we have the money sitting there uh, ready to go for a new one. This year, we're going to be doing up to $7 million in uh, road and sewer uh, upgrades and repairs. Uh, this is a combination of a backlog that we haven't done for about three years mm-hmm. um, and some that we have got for future plans. So 
So those are some of the things that we're doing in the municipality to provide services for people and to keep the taxes low. All right. Well, Mayor Foster, we're really grateful you took a few minutes to chat with us and uh, update us on some of the things going on in the regional municipality up north there. Thanks so much for your time. Well, one last thing, Dub. I sure. just want to thank you for bringing all the news to the people of the peace and doing this because I think, you know, bringing news to people in our region, from our region, is really important. And I really appreciate what you do. So we don't say thank you enough. So thanks, Dub, for everything you do. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much, Mayor Foster of the Northern Rockies Regional Municipality. We'll take a quick break and we'll talk to Steve Torrey about the Ukrainian refugees sponsorship uh, stuff going on in just a minute on Moose Talks. Consign your equipment, vehicles, RVs, ATVs, trailers, lumber, and shop tools. Rhythm Auctions is now accepting equipment into their yard Monday to Saturday for their April 9th auction at their Mile 54 location behind the Chevron store. Their unreserved consignment auction sale on Saturday, April 9th starts at 9 a.m. List your equipment now to get in on early advertising to ensure a better price. The unreserved consignment auction sale, Saturday, April 9th in Fort St. John. Call 250-261-4100. 198 or visit rhythmauctions.com. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home. Glass is highly recyclable, but it's also highly breakable. When glass breaks in your bin, it poses a danger for our facility workers who sort everything you put in your curbside carts by hand. Bring glass and electronics to Recycle It Resource Recovery. We all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region. Help us protect the places and the people we all love. Download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where, available for free on the app. Apple App Store or Google Play or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. Adrenaline junkies, get ready. Monster Madness! Are coming to the Offensive Event Center in Dawson Creek on Saturday, May 14th. Monster Madness Champion. Madness. Competing against four monster trucks for the title. Plus, see the stars of the FNX World Tour. Tickets on sale now at the Offensive Event Center box office or online at tigerboxofficeplus.ca. Presented by Peace Country Toyota. For every life moment, there's a tax moment. Maybe last year you had a kid, but turns out your bundle of joy also came with a bundle of tax forms. Luckily, H&R Block can help. Because whoever said the pain of childbirth has no equal has never tried to get the Canada Child Benefit, well, elbow deep in a diaper. File with the tax experts at H&R Block and get the refund you deserve. Date night is important. It's a time to connect, a time to disengage from work, your phone, and spend time with the ones you love the most. Now that more businesses and restaurants are open, you have the chance to paint the town red with your favorite person. All you need to do is tell us why you deserve a night out, and the more detailed, the better. You'll be entered to win a $400 date night package courtesy of Veronica's Closet, Olio's Pizza, Carter's Jewelers, and Precision Customs. Winners are announced at the end of every month. Go to moosefm.ca slash contest for your chance to win. Have you lost someone near and dear and would like to acknowledge their passing? Your heartfelt gift can be dedicated in memory of that special person and can be directed to any one of the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation funds. In memory gifts, cumulatively reaching $1,000 are displayed on the memorial wall in the hospital. Please contact the foundation today to make your gift in memory of someone special. Our team will be ready to assist you. The foundation team will answer any questions you have about our in memory program and the memorial wall. 
Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back. We're having a little trouble connecting with our second guest here. His name is Steve Torrey. He's with Peace Country Refugee Support. We really want to talk to him. So we're going to take a second commercial break right here. Hopefully right after we'll be in touch with our second guest. So please stick around for more Moose Talks right after this. Ah, that's a glorious sound, isn't it? You know what else is glorious? Being able to order from your favorite coffee store online. Peace Country Delight Coffee offers specialty coffee, tea from around the world, break room supplies, syrups, machines, and more. And you can now order it all from home. Choose to pick up locally or have it delivered right to your door. Peace Country Delight Coffee, bringing peace to you one cup at a time. See them on 100th Ave or order online at peacecoffee.ca. Hi, this is Dan Holtman, General Manager at Murray GM. Buying a new vehicle can be challenging and frustrating in today's market. Some advanced planning can help you get the vehicle you want and save you time and money. At Murray GM, our trained sales professionals will help you factory order and customize the vehicle of your choice. Factory ordering a vehicle is a way to get the exact options you want without having to pay for all the options you don't want. Save time and money and place your factory order today at murraygmc.com. Hi, this is Randy Bachman, host of Rhino Tap. The tap is back. And this week we begin a new series of shows. I'll be sharing some stories from my career. I'll play some of the songs that mattered to me along the way. Here's a taste of what you'll hear this week on Rhino Tap. Shaking all over. Be sure to tune in Sunday night for the ride in the time machine. Vinyl Tap with Randy Bachman debuts this Sunday at 7 p.m. on Moose FM or online at moosefm.ca. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. All right, we've got our second guest on the line now. His name is Steve Torrey. He's in Dawson Creek, and he's organizing support and uh, sponsorship uh, for Ukrainians fleeing uh, the Russian invasion. So we're going to talk a bit about that today. Steve, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us on Moose Talks today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So why don't you tell me a bit about this initiative you're running? Because, of course, we've all been watching the news closely recently. We all know what's going on in Ukraine uh, with the Russian invasion. You saw this and saw an opportunity to maybe help out, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, uh, I believe in, in having a state of readiness. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that keeps fresh water stored in his basement and a stockpile of food and things. And... Um, if if this war does go on for much longer, there are going to be uh, too many people fleeing for the, the nations of Europe to, to be able to support by themselves. And there's certainly people coming here to, to be closer to their family that is already in the, the peace region. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to help people get ready to, to support that. Yeah, and I know that, you know, earlier this week when uh, the story first came out, and I'm sure the number's higher now, they were always saying half a million uh, refugees fleeing the country. Uh, Canada has, uh, the government anyway, the federal government has said they're going to fast track and make the process easier for uh, Ukrainian refugees to come into Canada. Uh, but yet you still sort of stepped up and said that there there was more you could do. So what... Why did you decide to take this on? And what about this did you say I could still help in spite of the fact that uh, generally you, I think you could say the government's been pretty reasonable about saying, yeah, we'll, we'll step up and help out too. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I, I don't count on the, the government, uh, you know, more than I've got to. Yeah. I know they'll be there if I break a leg, but I'm, I'm not going to expect them to, uh, um, you know, do, do everything. And th- there's if you turn on the news around this crisis, there's a lot of talk around the, the politics of it, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of coverage of the action angle of it. And I want to emphasize that the, the humanitarian angle is, is the most important thing. People are, are suffering mm-hmm. um, beyond what I can, I can begin to describe. And um, that's the, the one aspect that ordinary people can, can really have a, uh, um, an impact on. We can, we can relieve some of that suffering by um, simple things, organizing the, the supports that are available in our communities, um, being ready to, to welcome these people, having you know clothing and housing available for them, um, and so I'm I'm rounding up folks that that want to help if it comes to that. Okay, and I, I'm curious, kind of uh, you know, and I don't know if you've maybe even thought this far ahead in this is how you facilitate that, right? So people say, you know, I've got uh, room in my house, I could help some people out. I've got clothing, I've got money to donate, that sort of thing. Where do you come in, and how do you kind of facilitate that and coordinate uh, that kind of with you know Immigration Canada, who's helping the refugees come in when that starts to happen? Uh, I wish I had a good answer on that. Uh, I don't at this time. I'm, I'm reaching out to um, to all the agencies that, that might be involved, Immigration Canada, the United Congress of, of Ukrainians mm-hmm. uh, here in Canada, um, and I'm, I'm certain we will find a, an answer. The, the good news is we're, we're blessed with a bit of time. Um, the people fleeing are, are beginning to reach Germany right now. Yeah. Um, there's some wonderful video out there of, of Germans waiting for them at the train station with open arms and, and bringing them to their homes. But um, there's, there's only so many uh, Germans, of course, and, and other Europeans. Um, you mentioned Syria, um, or you mentioned uh, uh, 500,000 people fleeing. Yeah. Um, 6.7 million people ended up leaving Syria during wow. that war. Wow. And there's twice, there's twice as many people in, in the Ukraine. So we could be looking at over 10 million people yeah. leaving the, the country if, if this goes on. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, I mean, this, uh, I don't know when your social media post went up. It's maybe been, I, I assume, you know, a week or so. Uh, what kind of response have you had so far? Have you heard from people saying, I can help, this is how I can help? Um, the, the response has, has absolutely filled my heart, Dub. It's, um, I've been getting contacted by people all over Canada um, who want to help in, in any number of ways. Um, and I have to admit, I haven't had enough info to, to get to them. I'm working on that as hard as I can. Wow. Um, I have put up a, a website, which is helpukrainians.ca, mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I'm keeping updated as, as I learn what, what individuals can do. Um, we're very early on at, at this stage. And um, in addition to, to trying to disseminate information on a larger scale, um, I'm still working locally and regionally. So if anybody in Fort St. John or the area does want to get involved, um, they, they should get in touch with me. I don't know at this point whether we're going to create a, a regional organization or whether we're going to have some organization on the local level, but whatever we do, um, I'm going to support everyone who, who wants to get involved with this.
All right. Well, that uh, leads to my final question. I think you kind of gave an answer to it already. People are listening now saying, hey, I want to help in some way, or they know exactly how they want to help when the time comes for it. What's the best way to get in touch and say, I, I can help. What can I do? Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, communicating mainly through an email address, peacerefugees at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, are welcome to reach out to me on, on Facebook as well. Um, and I am going to be putting a meeting together uh, next week to, um, to, to talk to people directly. Um, it'll be via Zoom, so uh, everyone is welcome, and um, we should have some, some good discussion. Um, we have a, a bit of time, but you know it, it's conceivable that we could start to see Ukrainians coming to the peace country uh, by next week if, if they've reached Germany. I mean, there's airports, and... Um, um, it's just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Steve, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat about this today and working through some of the technical issues with me. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you, Deb. It's, uh, it's been great to be on. Excellent. That's Steve Torrey with the Peace Country Refugee Support here in uh, the Peace Region. Well, that does it for our show today. I will quickly uh, thank our guest, uh, Gary Foster, for coming on early, and of course, Steve, who was just on. Again, that email address, if you want to reach out to him, he said peacerefugees at gmail.com. I believe it was also helpukrainians.ca for more information as he develops that website as well. Uh, If you want to watch this, or uh, rather hear this show Again, you can listen to the podcast at energeticcity.ca slash podcast. Got lots of great uh, locally produced podcasts there as well. That does it for the show, though. Uh, Trey Lopashinsky is the producer. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country. This is Moose Country. 100.1 Moose FM.
to wake up for school hard waiting for more energetic country easy 100.1 moose fm White 350 Farmer 4 Gotta bump the throttle Gotta slam the door Pulls right, but it'll pull anything Sounds good, but man It drinks gasoline Cherry mark on the seat from a Camel crush, and that pre-game Burnt CD's still stuck There's plenty of shined up Chevys rolling right Off the line Yeah, but they ain't got nothing on mine Cause they can't fake the fade or the rocker panel rust. Dent from a fence post I didn't see coming. Scratch on the hood from her Levi buttons. Daddy had it for the first hundred K. I drove the rest, wouldn't sell or trade. That many miles of memories for a million bucks. Cause they ain't making new old trucks. What you know about it, Dirks? Seen the beach, seen the creek, seen the Bible bell. Sunrise after all night raising hell. Didn't break down when I did. Never gonna find another one like this. Cause they ain't making new old trucks. Can't fake the fade or the rocker panel rust. Did from a fence post I didn't see coming. Scratch on the hood from the Levi buttons. Daddy had it for the first hundred K. I drove the rest, wouldn't sell or trade. That many miles of memories for a million bucks. Cause they ain't making new old trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't find them, you can't buy them. Pretty girls like them, good old boys driving around the map. Can't fake the fade or the rocker panel rust. Dance from a fence post I didn't see coming. Scratch on the hood from her Levi buttons. Daddy had it for the first hundred K. I drove the rest, wouldn't sell or trade. That many miles of memories for a million bucks. Cause they make a new old truck. Can't find them, you can't buy them. 
boys driving around map.towns Till they run them into the ground It's New Old Trucks with James Barker Band and Dirk Bentley right here on Moose FM. I'm Dub. The 48th Annual Child Development Center Talent Show goes tonight at 6 p.m., so make sure you tune in, see all your talented friends and neighbors showing off what they do best. Now, why do they do the talent show? Well, they're raising money for a new assessment kick for their psychology outreach and to help improve their heating and air conditioning system in the older end of the building. If you'd like to make a donation, just check out cdcfsj.com. Dot .ca uh, you can hit the donate button there and uh, make sure you tune in for the talent show again it's going to be live tonight at 6 p.m. you'll be able to watch the proceedings on the moose fm energeticcity.ca and the cdc facebook pages art tech welding and machining presents the live stream of the cdc talent show tonight the show will begin at 6 p.m. so make sure to grab your popcorn and settle in for a night of spectacular talents stream the cdc talent show tonight through art tech welding and machining and moose fm's facebook pages the CDC is raising funds to purchase an assessment kit for their psychology outreach clinics and purchase a new heating and air conditioning system for the older end of the building. The 48th Annual Child Development Center Talent Show is brought to you by Arctech Welding and Machining and Moose FM. There is always something going on in the energetic city, and staff from the City of Fort St. John Recreation Department have planned a variety of exciting programs and events. Here's what's coming up. If you represent an organization or provide programs that require registration, One Stop is a great opportunity to advertise and get participants signed up. One Stop will take place at the Festival Plaza on March 5th. For more information, visit the City of Fort St. John Recreation page on Facebook and the city's website at fortstjohn.ca. COVID-19 pediatric vaccines are now available. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.